Michael Swickard here. Welcome to Enchanting People of New Mexico, sponsored by the Fresh Chili Company in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Our award-winning Hatch Green and Red Chili, it's from locally owned farms in Hatch, New Mexico, which all of us know is the chili capital of the world. Every Monday and Friday, I do historical and cultural podcasts here about New Mexico. Wednesdays, I celebrate people. Now, I've always had a soft spot spot in my heart for cartoonists. Early in my life, the newspaper funnies on Sunday were very special to me. Later, editorial cartoons were a happy time for me. I even was a cartoonist for about six weeks, which I'll tell you about one day. My father, Sergeant George Swickard, had a soft spot in his heart for a cartoonist who was in Italy in World War II. That's where he was, too. That was 80 years ago, so many young people have never heard of Bill Malden, who in the Second World War started drawing a cartoon featuring two infantrymen, Willie and Joe. Now, how does this connect to New Mexico, you might ask? Well, William Henry Malden, best known throughout his life as Bill Malden, was born October 29, 1921, in the small New Mexico community of Mountain Park, New Mexico. Mountain Park is right next to High Rolls, just down from Cloudcroft on the road from Alamogordo. Bill Malden's father and older brother were both named Sidney, and they had a grandfather who was a civilian scout in the Apache Wars named Bill. That's where Bill Malden's name came from. Some of the older brother, Sidney Malden's family, do still live in Las Cruces. Bill Malden's legacy throughout his life was formed in just a couple of years as a soldier. See, he and his brother moved to Phoenix when Bill was 16 because their parents divorced. They attended Phoenix Union High School, which was founded in 1895, closed in 1992. He did not graduate, missing some time in biology class. However, in 1945, after he won the Pulitzer Prize with his Willie and Joe cartoons in the Military Stars and Stripes newspaper and all, along with newspapers back in the United States, the high school gladly sent him a diploma. From his earliest days, he was someone who liked to draw, and in high school he was encouraged to do cartooning since he seemed to have a knack for it. Money was very tight, clothing was tight, so... He became part of the ROTC unit because they provided uniforms to wear several days a week, and so it eased his budget some. He also said he enjoyed the military training. Now, in 1940, Bill Malden enlisted in the Arizona National Guard, which within a couple of days was nationalized into the 45th Infantry Division. He was, uh, throughout his time in the Army, a foot soldier, officially. Yes, he worked his way into being on the staff of Stars and Stripes as a cartoonist, but deep down he was always, always one of the foot soldiers in combat in World War II. He was wounded and received a Purple Heart uh, for action in 1943. In 1941, Malden's Army Division moved to Camp Berkeley, which is near Abilene, Texas. They were there for about 15 months training and getting ready for combat. Then it was overseas. He was turning 21 when he went overseas 
And uh, he was, again, a combat rifleman. He worked his way into the 45th Division newspaper as a cartoonist, which they didn't have at the time, so he found an opening there. When he was uh, 21, he went into combat. But let's talk about his cartoons. His eye for the Army saw the soldiers, which he and others called doggies or dog faces. He saw the way they were in the mud, soldiers who hadn't shaved in a while because they were in the thick of combat, civilian, citizen soldiers, really, enlisted men, non-commissioned officers. They were the lifeblood, the very lifeblood of the combat units. They were a rough-looking group in their combat clothes, and they did have an attitude, a kind of irony, somewhat army sarcasm, very much what is like being in a combat unit. Two things happened quickly as he started doing this while he was there in, in uh, North Africa and then in Sicily. I guess he landed in Sicily and then went into Italy. The in-the-field troops loved his cartoons about the muddy and difficult lives of two combat soldiers, Willie and Joe, while the spit-and-shine officers, many of whom went to West Point, hated the cartoons, and they hated Sergeant Bill Malden. It was a classic, the elites versus the common soldiers. Michael Swickert here, Enchanting People of New Mexico. Each Wednesday we do a podcast on people special to New Mexico. Hit subscribe to automatically get these podcasts. I'm talking about New Mexico-born Bill Malden, who, while being a combat rifleman in his extra time, would draw uh, editorial cartoons for the Army Division newspaper and later for the Stars and Stripes military newspaper. The men in the field fighting the war saw the humor of two battle-bedraggled soldiers, Willie and Joe, while the officers not at the front thought that Bill Malden should be disciplined for his, his drawings making fun of certain things in the Army. Now, one officer in particular, you'll know this name, General George Patton, he commanded the 7th Army in the Mediterranean, 3rd Army in France and Germany, was extremely bothered by Malden's cartoons. And he tried to get his hands on Malden, but before he could uh, get Sergeant Malden in front of him and discipline him severely for you know, making fun of the Army and some of the Army food and stuff, there was a great moment. Five-star general of the Army, Dwight Eisenhower, heard about Patton's anger, and he himself, General Dwight Eisenhower, had laughed out loud at some of the Malden cartoons. He thought they were good. They had made him laugh and were good for the morale of the troops, so he made a very direct order to George Patton to leave Bill Malden alone. Now, General Eisenhower and Bill Malden were two soldiers that my father admired from his time in the Army Air Corps in Italy during World War II. My father was a combat photographer, both on the ground and at times in the air. He would never speak about the horrors he saw as he photographed the war, but he did speak about how he would, and it was unusual for him, laugh out loud at the Malden cartoons in the newspapers. He occasionally would have a photograph there, and he, when he'd get the newspaper to look at the photograph, then he started seeing the Bill Malden cartoons, which he really liked. 
He said he met Malden a couple times, didn't have any stories. My dad was 6'6", very tall, and Bill Malden was a really small little guy. And my dad said he looked like he was about 15 years of age, even though he had just passed 21. Now, Eisenhower, my dad really liked. I still have the presidential button. It's called the I Like Ike button, which came out while he was running for president. That's from about 60 years ago. My father proudly gave me one. My father was never political because he was a career Air Force staff sergeant who served proudly during World War II, also Korea, and one tour of duty in Vietnam. He finished his career teaching at the Air Force School of Photography in Denver, so he stayed out of politics. Now, Malden had been a soldier since 1940, so in 1945, at the age of 23, it was incredible that he won a Pulitzer Prize for his wartime Willie and Joe cartoons. Many soldiers wrote home and tried to tell their experience of the war, but found they didn't have the words. But what they did find is they could send a Malden cartoon that was spot on. There was also a guy named Ernie Pyle who wrote columns, and people just loved Ernie Pyle and Bill Malden. I'll, I'll write about, uh, or I'll talk about Ernie Pyle one of these days. Perhaps over the years, the most important view of that time we have came from a second book he wrote. He had the first book, which was a collection of his cartoons called Up Front in 1945. And uh, the second book, which I have a first edition of, 1947 book, Back Home. I'm going to talk about that book as it connects to us today, this very day. And I'll do that after I get a few more details about Bill Malden coming home. Malden was by nature shy, and his cartoons and writings spoke for him. He wrote a number of articles in current magazines when he got back home in 1945 and 46. And in 1947, his book came out back home. Now, this is going to be a bit controversial. You have to trust me on this, though it's very easy to check me out on it. I've talked and written about this subject a number of times over the years. Today, looking back, we call those servicemen and women the greatest generation. But this is the cold, hard truth of that time. Many of those combat soldiers were not treated with respect when they returned to civilian life for a lot of reasons. When I write that some were abused by the society, most people today say, oh, no, they were the greatest generation. Now, I agree, ultimate, that they were the greatest generation. But the history lesson is in Bill Malden's 1947 book, Back Home. Again, it came out in 1947. It details how badly America treated the returning soldiers, especially the combat soldiers. We can't argue about what Bill Malden wrote because the ink is on the page. The 1947 ink is on the 1947 page in the 1947 book, Back Home. The returning combat soldiers were treated very much like the returning soldiers from Vietnam. That is the truth, and we have Bill Malden to thank for recording what others tried to hide. And again, if you want to know more about it, you can get the book and read the book. After returning to the States and becoming a civilian, Bill Malden had a wonderful career as an editorial cartoonist. In 1959, he won a second Pulitzer Prize at the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. 
From 1962 to his retirement in 1989, he spent his time cartooning in the Chicago Sun-Times. Though it's interesting, I find it quite interesting, that um, sometime in that period he made two appearances in movies. The first with Audie Murphy, who was the most decorated soldier in World War II, and then became a movie star after the war ended, was in the John Huston film, The Red Badge of Courage. He was also in another film named Teresa, and he had appearances in them. I guess people wanted to see Bill Malden. He also spoke quite a bit at gatherings of World War II veterans and was a very popular person on TV and on radio. He passed in the year 2003 at age 81 and is buried at Arlington National Cemetery. Now, his legacy, in many ways, are the clippings that many families have shown me over the years when I interview them and what did their, their sons do in World War II. They would show me clippings, and they would have a letter with a few lines about where they were, sort of. They couldn't say very much. They would be censored. But they also would then, in the letter they sent home, they would send an Ernie Pyle column. Ernie Pyle, at that time, officially lived in Albuquerque, though he wasn't from New Mexico, but that's where he lived was uh, officially, and his wife lived there. And they would also send a couple of Bill Malden's cartoons. So Bill Malden spoke to them in ways that they could not, but uh, they, they appreciated him greatly. So Bill Malden was a, was quite a quite a fellow in our uh, in our uh, New Mexico, uh, born here. Uh, when we look about it, now let me tell you that about some new products at the Fresh Chili Company that I find wonderful. We have a mild machete hatch green chili, best for people who love the chili flavor. But guess what? They don't want too much heat, taste heat. If you want something a little bit on the mild side, machete is wonderful. We also, uh, you know, you we have it as a veritol, which means that it's only made with machete. Uh, machete is a mild green chili, uh, heat level below uh, most of the others. We also have a medium heat, so we got mild. Then we have a medium heat, big gym, Special Reserve, uh, this is only made with Big Jim Chili. It's, it's uh, m medium heat, my favorite. Now, hot, you want hot? We have Veritol Matador Heat. <laughs> Matador Hatch Chopped Green Chili uh, with Sandia Select. It is just great. We also have Local Honey with Hatch Red Chili in it. Great on biscuits. French fries are good with hatchup, which is made with ketchup and hatch red chili. Michael Swickert here. This is Enchanting People of New Mexico. Thank you for your time today. We'll always have lots of news and stories about New Mexico on these podcasts. If you have something you would like me to talk about or someone you'd like me to talk about, write to Michael at, at uh, Michael at FreshChiliCo.com, Michael at FreshChiliCo.com. Have a great rest of your day. Oh, yes, and eat plenty of that Hatch Valley chili. Like I always say, some chili is good, more is better. Bye for now.